Episode 107 of Board Games with Varian Hex is all about every board game I've backed on Kickstarter. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, Aaron and I talk about the 100 games that I've backed. If we were to include projects on other platforms, it would be over 100. And also at the time of recording, it was actually 99 backed projects. You'll hear us realize that in real time near the end. Stick around for the outro after the episode to hear what I chose for project number 100. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to myself and Aaron talking about everything we've backed on Kickstarter. You might define a super backer as someone who has backed 100 projects. Now, that's not how Kickstarter defines it. And between that and some other recording issues, this is the second time Aaron and I are going through every game that I've backed on Kickstarter. And some non-games. And I think it's going to be, that's true, there's some non-games. I think it's going to be better through this time than last time. A couple reasons, a little more organized. We've had a practice run. And then also I'm going to tier list them as we go. So Aaron will be throwing out the, the game. He's got the list of games. And then I, instead of using the standard tier list, T I E R list, tier listing is a way of ranking things that has some popularity on the internet. And it usually goes from a D tier up to an S tier. When the S is like super awesome, spectacular, I'm not really sure. Are they just using the tiering system from Fire Emblem? Uh, I think that it exists outside of even Fire Emblem. This is Mm -hmm. some kind of tiering system that's common. Again, I'm not a tier list historian, but is what we'll be using. Instead of using the standard letters, I'm borrowing from the Brothers Murph, who would tier list a board game shelf. And the first couple episodes, I think they did it normal, but at some point, they switched up their rankings to be from the bottom to the top. Eh, it's fine. That's the lowest rating. Then good little game. Then great game. Then it's a banger. And the top S tier is Dum Dum Fuego Fire. Dum Dum Fuego. I thought that was a the bottom ranking when I read your ranking pick list. No, it's like stupid good. Oh. Stupid yeah. Stupid good. And then we also have an That un- confuses no one who's trying to learn English. They are getting some cultural context then they're getting what do you call it what's it called when colloquial colloquial getting colloquialisms of stupid good got it yeah Bump, bang bang with in fuego fire <laughs> dumb dumb fuego fire dumb dumb fuego fire yes yes we are ready to get started 100 100 kickstarters ready exactly Set. 100 last bottle of rum this was the first one that i backed It was like an exciting journey and every message was like, oh, look at the progress. And now being a seasoned veteran, I don't read any of those messages. But I love this game, love the artwork. In my heart, there's a Fuego Fire. I think I'm going to say, yeah, I have a soft spot for it, but I'm going to say good little game. Good. I I agree with that. I agree with that. But you love pirate games and, you know. yeah, I'm never getting rid of it. But chugging along, Railroad Inc. Oh, chugging like a train. Uh, This one is the this is railroad ink challenge so the original blue and red came out and then green and yellow came out with entirely too many expansions entirely too much additional content all in a big box it came with some dice trays that were not very good oh they were dumb this is the first big all-in collection that i backed on kickstarter so there is something exciting about all this different stuff coming with it and as time's gone on it's like When am I ever actually getting through this content? They put out a PDF that had every possible combination. And I think it's like over a hundred. You've still not done it. 
Oh, no, I played a lot of it. There's a great video from Shut Up and Sit Down where Tom plays every expansion and he tier lists all the expansions. Highly recommend that. And I would say still it's a banger. Oh, it's a banger. All right. Yeah. Next one to kind of meta shelfie stacker. Because you are playing dice. It's kind of for people already into board games, but hey, it's a board game. So that's perfect. You're trying to fit all of these dice uh, onto your shelf and then they have different values. And that's meant to be how many games are kind of you're trying to slot in. It's made by Arcus Games, which now Shem Phillips, I think, has some kind of involvement with. He did design this game. Super cute. Great little in jokes for people that are maybe too into board game. I'm going to say it has really nice trays in it as well. I'm going to say good little game. It's nothing right. amazing. Yeah, I think that's fine. But it's, it's a good little game. I think that's fine. Dead Reckoning, the swashbuckling strategy game from AEG. Before you start, okay. how often do games have the publisher in the subtitle? Now, these are the titles as listed on... Kickstarter. Yeah. Okay. So they were pasted okay. straight from there. So not... Not ever. ever. Okay. No. Okay. They just wanted in the algorithm, I guess, you to know that it's AEG. And I've gotten a lot of AEG games on Kickstarter, so fair on them. This one took a long time to deliver. It is a gorgeously produced game. It's a lot to get out on the table and to play. It doesn't all fit in the boxes. It came with a ghost ship. So there's like a cube tower. It had, It's going to come up again because they put another expansion on Kickstarter. I've only played it once. The cube part is not quite as good as I wanted it to be, but the coins in there are fantastic. The metal coins. Yeah, I mean, we've thought about using them for other games. Just They are excellent. Um, I'm going to say... It's one, just one play, but I'm going to say great game. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's because of how hard it is to get to the table in spite of its high production yeah. quality. It's definitely not Boom Boom Fuego. Dum Dum Fuego Fire. I'm sorry. I understand that you're making up something different every time, and that's probably a fun little bit. But yes, moving on. Moving on. Uh, Fantastic Factories. I love Fantastic Factories. Yeah, it's a good game. So it's going to be Dum Dum Fuego Fire. This was for technically it was for Manufactions, which was one of the expansions, but I got everything Fantastic Factories. Uh, when ordering this, I first played Fantastic Factories during the pandemic on Tabletop Simulator. Highly recommend this game. There are geek up bits for it as well. I kind of wish something like those geek up bits. That's where they take what's cardboard in a board game. Board Game Geek does this. What was be cardboard in a board game and they make it like acrylic tokens. I bet it's not great for the environment. It's not great for your wallet either because they're really expensive, but they look, you know what? They look fantastic. Oh, dumb, dumb fuego fire. Yeah. They, I, you know, I bet it'd be cheaper if they'd make them in a factory. Uh, make them in a factory. Let's let's head to the streets. Streets is a line of games by Sinister Fish or it's they're in the same form factor, which is like a long card box that you'd usually see for like collectible card games. Um, it's streets, it's villagers and another game that we're going to talk about in a little bit. We're actually going to talk about villagers in a little bit, too. They look great on your shelf because these they're these uniformly designed boxes. The game is fine. You don't like it. No, 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 no. Um, I think I would put it, I'm trying to, is it just fine or is it a good little game? I think it's fine. I like the collection of the games together and they are, the artwork's nice. I think they are well designed, but yeah, I'm going to go, eh, it's fine. Eh, it's fine. I mean, I obviously agree with that. Now, 
I imagine you'll think more fondly of Cascadia as we head to the Pacific Northwest. Now, really, I don't like Cascadia as much as everybody likes Cascadia. But I like it. You love Cascadia. I'm not clicking the ratings here on this. You are not. It is. I am rating them independently. So yours would probably be different. This is one of many games, again, in the same form factor box that AEG and Flatout Games bring to Kickstarter. That includes Calico, Cascadia, another one that we're going to get to. Maybe two, actually, that we're going to get to. It's a Spiel des Jahres winner, I'm pretty sure, Yeah. Uh, here recently. I'm going to say That's Game of the Year, for those game. of you who don't know German. Yeah, that's a, a German group of people. And they're not like a special group of people. They're just a group of people who give out a board game award, but they've been doing it for a long time. If you're a person who's sold lots of board games because they marked you as the Spiel des Jahres, they're yes, special. You're, you're going to need a second edition. You're going to need to print more of them, almost certainly. And even if you get nominated, you'll probably need to print more of them. And they've been doing it for a very long time. And it's not really for the super heavyweight games, but it is for the modern board gaming hobby to say the highlighting new games are coming out every year and Spiel des Jahres is picking a great one for you. If you were trying to leave the Pacific Northwest, you might want a cartographer's expansion. You're doing well with the transition. And this is cartographer's heroes plus three map packs. I went for the collector's edition option, which gave you original cartographers, cartographer's heroes. And I think six maps, five map. I think it was more than three in total of the map packs that you could get with it. It had little colored pencils in it that I'll never use. It came with a um, play mat as well. In no way does it store inside the box. But I like the idea of having everything for a thing in one box. They might still put out map packs. They might still put out future editions. That will be annoying. Um, But I would say that cartographers, even all this content, it's one where I've played through most of the content. It's a banger. Yeah. It's a banger. We enjoy cartographers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's uh, it, it's a nice game that sh- sh- it's not too long. Like, that's my favorite. Like, it, there's a lot in it, and it's not too long. It's, yeah, there's a lot of good decisions without it having to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's for sure good. Now, next up is the first thing that's not a board game, but it is a board game pin set. Mm-hmm. Yes, Board Gamerism's enamel pin set. Now, I did not get the pin set part. I got them as stickers. It says things like a gateway gamer, party gamer, so like different types of gamers. Um, there's, I know there's one that was talking about like maybe the Calyx shelves or something like that. I got them as stickers. It's nice to support things that support the hobby. So other people who are kind of in and around the space doing things really cute. Um, I would put them as now I know it's not a game, but I'm going to use the same game oh, rating. Oh, you system. are going to rate that. You're going to rate the pin set. I'm going to rate everything as if it were a board game. And I'd say for the pin set, it is the quality of great game. Great game. Okay. Yes. Fantastic. The next game I love. I know. Pachacuna. I know. And I'm going to say, eh, it's fine. I know. I knew you'd be upset. I've had kind of issues with this. I, it's a pickup and deliver. It has this setup that is very specific, which I don't love. They're hex tiles and they're dual layered. You have to do the assembly of the dual layering and it's not dual layered. Like something gets inset. A lot of times that's like hold cubes in place. This just means that part of the tile is higher than the other part. Then they're all meant to represent landscape and you rotate those and it's two player game. One player can walk through the valley, so to speak, and the other player can walk across the mountains. So you're changing one another's paths as you're trying to do this pickup and deliver, going to opposite sides of the hexagon. 
it, it just it is a handcrafted drawback not not swaying you that is why it's still here oh well, it's I'm, still here because i love well it I very guess it's here. nicely produced and all but like it, it just doesn't fine. have those creature comforts which is the next game that's from kids table board games they say they make casual games for serious players and serious games for casual players i think that's about right for creature comforts i think i would have liked it bit more casual it has a very big board i would have liked that just scaled down somehow but in true kickstarter fashion it has premium components all nice trays everything sorts very nicely stores very nicely uh, but me personally i would put it at eh, it's fine yeah i think that's that that's a fine rating for that now how about the specialists the specialist looks like oceans 11 kind of the cover and that's sort of the theme you're doing this heist across all these different cities I think this one is a banger. I think it's a little hard to find. There were some cute Kickstarter extras, like you get poker chips inside there mm -hmm. um, that go with the different uh, player icons. You get a big fake diamond to be your first player token. It, it's a fun time. It's a fun time. So yeah, that one's a banger. Let's let's bring it on home with Alhambra the Big Box. Now edition. I'm. It's it's fine. We don't have it anymore. It was Queen Games does all of these really big box editions, and I never gotten one. I'm like, this is my opportunity. I'm going to go all out with a big box edition. Then I realized this is more. I don't want to play Alhambra this much. Right. And if you did, gr this would be great. So many tra like everything had those custom like the game trays. It was held very nicely in this big box. It also had this collectors, what was it called? Like designers edition series. So all these different board game designers like made one tiny little module for Alhambra. So in that one Alhambra, it was like 50 games. The one we kept was good. We kept New York, which is the card game version of Alhambra. And even that one, that's the last one. There was a dice game as well in there. Uh, even the card one, I'm kind of like, eh, because we always don't quite play it right. Because we ah, forget. And I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. Nothing against Alhambra. It is a good game. This big box edition, for me, it was, eh, it's fine. All right, Momiji. Momiji is a forest-themed game. It's mostly a card game. This is another one where, not a very big box, but a lot of little expansions and things came along with it. A few uh, upgraded components. We've only played it a couple times. I'd have to play it more to know if I'd put it at good little game. I'm going to put it at, eh, it's fine. Oh, okay. Because it's, it hasn't like, it's not like we played it and I'm like, oh, got to play Momiji again. It didn't have that kind of drive. And I think that's the dumb, dumb fuego fire at the very top is it has that drive when you're like finishing and thinking, okay, when am I going to play this again? Yeah. I mean, I think the next, the, the, I, I, I'd be shocked if this next one is not a bing bang fire. Um, the now Genki it, Shadowcast for Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 5. Yes, this allows you, it's like thumb drive sized and you would plug it in the back of your Switch and then with a USB-C connection to your computer, you can see your Switch on your computer. There's a lot of different reasons why you might want to do that. Maybe for travel, maybe because you want to stream your games on something like Twitch. And then it just becomes a way to connect things to your computer and use your computer's monitor like a standalone monitor. Yeah, it gives you a like, window to view whatever. For example, if you don't want to use your laptop, but you have a Samsung phone, you can just. But this is the thing for a Samsung phone. You can just plug it in and it'll just do it anyway. Oh, well, it has Samsung it decks. It'll just do it anyway. And now I got a one hundred dollar 
second screen on Amazon. And it looks like a tablet. It's like these portable screens you can buy for next to nothing. And it does kind of a lot of the same things now. It's You could plug your switch into it and just play it. Now, if you wanted to stream it, you'd still have to do something like a Genki Shadowcast. So it's a very, it was very cheap too, maybe like $40. So it is still great uh, and very affordable. You can still order them from their website. It's G-E-N-K-I, the Shadowcast. Um, so I'm going to put it at only over time. It's, it's a banger because I don't actually even okay. use it that much. And there are other options, but for what it is, it's this form factor and the price. It's still a banger. Is there a rating low enough for the Winter Queen? You know what? I think this is the thing. I think Winter Queen is a good little game. Oh, it just wasn't a good little game that I wanted to keep. It, did, it, <laughs> didn't, it didn't set like in the rest of the collection. Yet Momiji still on the shelf. I know. Well, you know, it goes back and forth. It goes back and forth. And this is also, you know, as you get a game, it might be higher and then you get other things and it's lower or it kind of raises up and down. I honestly think Winter Queen was a solid game. I just did it. It wasn't a game that I needed in my collection. There are a lot of great games that I'm like, yes, that game is great. I don't need to own it. Well, I'm going to put in a bid for the next one to not be a good little game. Mint bid. Yeah, this this is the one that could be lower than eh, it's fine. And I think that is being somewhat gracious. The mint bid games uh, or the mint series of games, they come in mint tens. They even use little wooden discs that look like mints. And I think that's precious. You can, they made a bunch of different ones. And each one kind of is like highlighting a type of game mechanism. Right. So this one was bidding. But when I got this one, I got like five, all the ones they had made so far. They did a subsequent Kickstarter where they made one more and then they put it all in like a big metal lunchbox kind of tin. I think that's perfect. One of the things I didn't like about this was now I have all these little games and I kind of want them all in one box. Right. We played through a lot of them and I eventually decided, even though there was a nice set of them, none of them were just great enough to keep. It just felt like the gimmick was more than the game for me. Right. I, I mean, I agree with that. I think precious ideas, bad implementation. And I don't even think it's a bad implementation. It's just like it, it it's not more than that. It doesn't then get elevated to something else. It is it feels like an explainer. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a really nice tutorial for a type of game. So the next one is the Dice Tower 2021 Kickstarter. Yes, which makes it a little hard to fit into our rating system. This one I got more physical items from than any of than the subsequent one. And I would put this at great little game. In general, they'll have a whole bunch of stuff that you can get for what they admit is too much money. But that extra money goes to them and helps support them make videos, make reviews for almost every game that comes out. And it takes a while to actually receive the items. That's kind of a eh. And I think they've probably worked on that over the years to get that a little better. Um, but yeah, great little game. It's nice to support them when you think about how much you might watch something like Netflix versus how much you may possibly watch the Dice Tower or whatever your other content creator is. And then think about like, well, I should probably throw some dollars their way because of how much I am consuming their content. And it's informing my decisions and maybe even saving me money, getting me more value for dollar in my board game purchases. So someone and a team of people who can really dive deep on so many things then saves you time and saves you money. So happy to support it all the time. I don't know if I'll keep getting the physical items for them. And 
they do these sets of expansion kind of bonus promo content for games, but they bundle them in a way that you have to buy probably games you don't have. I don't love that. Usually if you go to a convention, you can buy all of this promo stuff individually. Right, so right from their table. Yeah. From their table. That's something they keep, yeah. keep in mind. Yeah. Tenor's Trail, a game by Martin Wallace. Again, I know that's not the real title. It's, it's close enough. Tenor's Trail. Now, I think this is a good little game. I, I think it's actually better than that. That is very much my subjective opinion on how much I'll play it. I think it's, it's a pretty good game. It's probably... It's probably great. Uh, it may even be a banger, but I think I just won't really play it to that level. I don't play it and think, oh, I can't wait to play this again. I think like that was a solid experience. Enjoyed occasionally. This was a remake. And that's another thing I like about Kickstarter is that they're able to you see games that maybe are out of print that get brought right. back and get very nice additions, very well thought out. And usually with some upgrades, some uh, new considerations by the designer to maybe amend some things that maybe weren't perfect in the yeah. original edition. So definitely recommend when like those a classic game comes back up on Kickstarter to give it a look. But yeah, good little game. You might say it survives. Like Darwin's Journey. We have not played this one yet. This is one uh, another one that took a very long time to get here. It only got here this year and we just hit the 2021 Dice Tower. Uh, so, yeah. and it's 2023. So this one took a long time. It is unplayed, so we will hold back on giving it any ranking. Oh, there's now. an unplayed value. Okay. There is. Okay. There is. Skate the card game. You know what? It was fine. And this is another one that could get lower than it was fine. Um, it's If you like skating and you like card games, this is like skating like skateboarding. Sure. If you enjoy um, art, the art in the game was very nice, but it wasn't that diverse because it was only like uh shoes and skateboards the cover was like looked cool it looked maybe i'd like it more as a poster than an entire game it just the actual gameplay was not much at all but you know it was it was a cute idea it was nicely executed it just wasn't much of a game now what is very much of a game yeah. is the colossus mad king ludwig castles deal now it's a little bit ridiculous this is castles of mad king ludwig collector's edition there is also this colossal option to have everything be really big and i was like sure why not and then when i got it i was like oh this is maybe more than one yeah, table. We, yeah we, we thought of renting a storage unit i think not a storage unit but maybe taking it to a place that has bigger tables than our house does um i haven't played specifically this edition are you gonna mark it not played i'm not gonna mark it not played because i have played castles is it bam bam Fister Fire? I'm going to say that it's Dum Dum Fuego Fire, even though I haven't played this specific edition. I like a collector's edition. They fixed a lot of the things that were just a little bit off about the original because it was just all cardboard, like the way that the rooms fit together. Oh, yeah, there was they, some some small weird. I think they of... perfected that. And all they did in this was just make everything nice. So it wasn't like they've taken out some new angle on the classic great castles of mad king ludwig and this is one of the games the original edition was one of the games we'd owned the longest so i only got rid of our original edition because of this collector's edition yeah and it, if you like the basements in the castle you might also like paper apps dungeon now this was a kickstarter make 100 they do this thing where they encourage people to make 100 of something and put it on kickstarter kind of to support uh independent creators the person who made this, I think it's Gladden Designs, is Paper Apps Dungeon. 
You can still buy copies of it now. It went very well. He ended up making far more than 100 of them. You get a little memo pad and a pencil and a dice. Each page has this procedurally generated, like kind of grid-based dungeon on it. And there's, of course, little rules for how you go through the dungeon. And as you keep getting further, there's even pages that have a shop on it. So eventually you go through enough levels, you go to the shop and you have little coins you can spend. It's super cute. I would say... Ooh, is it Fuego Fire? I'm going to say that it's a banger. I don't know that there's something there to really push it all the way to Fuego Fire, but... He does have paper apps trademarked. Good for him. And I think he might have another uh, another notebook of something. I don't know that. But yeah, check out, I believe it's Gladden Design. I think it is still a banger. It is well executed. I got four of them and because they're procedurally generated, they're all different. And I gave others to our friends. Hex and Company. Did you just do it because they have Hex in the title and so they're kindred to us? Perhaps. And this was for a like board game cafe in another state. I thought it was cute that they're on there raising money. I backed it at the level of getting a sticker. I never saw that sticker. Now, maybe that's my mistake. Maybe there was something wrong with my address. Maybe I missed some communication from them. But this it, is... It's fine or un, or just not played? Um, we, we will leave it at unplayed because we don't really know whose fault it is for not getting the sticker and i've never visited the place itself but they do have 10 of my dollars and we have consecutive non-games as now we have a baking pan which we have backed on kickstarter i really liked it It was called kitchware your versatile eco-friendly baking pan it was just a silicone tray kind of pan so it's we will usually put veggies in it and roast veggies that's probably the thing that we do most often um, you don't really need to put much oil or anything on them because the silicone trays are nonstick inherently. Yeah. They remind you of like silicone baking cups. Have you seen those? Any other kind of silicone baking mat that you might see, but they're actually formed that you can use them as a little tray with handles. They're pretty small, but if they got bigger, they would just be floppier. So I yeah. get that. Um, I, th- I think we, I, I think you should try to make bangers and mash in them and also rate it a banger. I think that's fair. I can rate it a banger. I think that's fair. We like them a lot. I almost want to say great game because I don't know that it's actually anything that unique. I mean, that's fine. The one, the one, the only criticism I have that keeps it from being, you know. Yeah. Like dumb fuego top, fire. Well, I, I don't know the, the words. So I uh-huh. just, I stopped trying. I was trying to only make up one every 10 and I, I, I just can't, <laughs> I just can't ever do it. Um, it, they, they're hard to, they sometimes don't clean well. Yeah. In the dishwasher. So you have to hand wash them, even though they save their dishwasher. They are safe to put in the dishwasher. They just come out still dirty. Yeah. The way that the, like, uh, oil, the oil cooks onto them. them. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Sip to suit. You know, this is just a run of non-game. Sip to suit. Uh, sip to suit coffee cards. You know what? I'm going to leave this up to you to officially rank it because this was a gift for you. You are a total coffee nerd. And these cards, um, there's lots of playing cards on Kickstarter. Sometimes you'll see them highlighted on Dice Tower's crowd surfing. I think Z Garcia is pretty into cards. so He'll talk about them. And there's just this idea of collecting different decks of cards that have something unique about them, whether it's just the artwork, some kind of approach, usually the artwork. These... The artwork, so to speak, was all about coffee. So the card backs look great. And then the fronts have all of these different scientific, again, super nerd coffee facts on them. You could also get like a poster of all of the cards, whatever the cut sheet is die called. Cast. Something like that. I cut the die. Um, yeah. What, what, what they print out to actually punch and make all the cards. You could get one of those sheets. Uh, really nice. And they're plastic cards. So yeah, they're, they're can, nice. They're waterproof to a degree, I think, 
they might be fully waterproof so if you get coffee, coffee on them proof. yeah um i'm gonna go with uh with great game i think oh the, i like them a lot they're very they're very delightful Not and a they don't have a ton of utility not fuego fire no i've like opened them like three times that's the problem okay okay yeah. well that's fine that's fine listen they're your coffee cards you can put what you would like yeah they're waterproof which you would not need in death valley no very dry there death valley is the first of a few different button shy games that will be coming across here every time i've backed a button shy game i usually also get additional button shy games with it they usually have a subset that you can select from to purchase along with it death valley i love the artwork it's just consistent and perfect and it hits the right balance between graphic design and then the artwork on the cards and the balance of that that you show like you can clearly read what's on the cards but it's all visually appealing uh, you can play it solo i went through a spurt where i was just playing this game constantly i think for this i have to say dum dum fuego fire Whoa! i love death valley and i don't even know like i can't tell if objectively how good of a game it is or not it just hits that nice flow state of how much i have to think about something and how much i can just zone out it's right in a good spot after you've played death valley if yeah. you're in need of some some beautiful greenery and shrubbery you can yeah. go to everdell this is the complete collection this did take a while to show up but it is huge so it makes sense of uh just how much they had to put in this box the cover of this episode is going to have a picture of every game i think i think i got them all from kickstarter that are currently in our house and you'll see that seven other games stacked up next to everdell is how big how tall the box is when you stand it up is its rating up to its height um no which is ridiculous to have something this big you like everdell more than i do i love a complete collection of something but when you start to get this out it's just like it's a lot of stuff so if you don't like it, you had to put a lot of it together right like it didn't come i spent many hours not not like a couple hours i spent many hours putting stickers on all of the different wooden components is it the most expensive eh, it's fine I think that the complete collection. <sighs> you can't say it's a good little game. So you're going to have to go with great game or <laughs> A, it's fine. I, I, I'm going to reluctantly say great game. It might have been good little game, a good huge game. But yeah. That's not, that's not one of the values in your, in your pick list. Floriferous. No, it's not. I think that Floriferous, let me think. I, I, sometimes for games like these, these pencil first games makes Floriferous herbaceous sunset over water um deciduous delicious maybe they make a they just made another one all in the same form factor box kind of the same setting feel vibe around the same kind of length as well and complexity i think for floriferous i think it's a good little game right, and i think yeah. that's what it's aiming to be so in a meta sense maybe it is a banger at being what it's trying to be uh but i'm gonna say good little game yeah the Adventure a Day RPG from 2022. Now, this is unplayed by me. I got this for Adam, and it was almost late. And as a calendar, a lot of Kickstarters arrive late, as I've kind of been mentioning, but uh, for a calendar, really important that it doesn't arrive late. I didn't get it for myself. I didn't think I'd actually use it. It's like an Adventure a Day RPG. So every day you're kind of tearing off a sheet, and there's sort of a new thing to do in this deepening RPG. So I imagine by the end of the year, you're quite the adventurer. But with so many of these things, you 
are really into when it first comes. And then as time goes on, you kind of miss days. So I never checked back with Adam to find out, did he actually play through all of it or not? There were these premium upgrade options as well, where you could have like a little mat and special dice. And I think I got some of those, maybe not all of those um, in the package that went to him. I believe they did another one for 2023 and they maybe have one up now for 2024. There are some other board game adjacent calendars that are both artwork and then mosaics made by all these little board game pieces that come up on Kickstarter every year. I'm just not too much of a paper calendar person, though. Yeah, as we jump to the 30th one, I think it is going to be the next click clock dumpster fire. Uh, Not dumpster fire is different. Well, dumpster... I thought we were doing the thing where it was bad, so bad that it was good. Okay, this is Three Sisters, a backyard farming roll and write game. It is in the same family as Fleet the Dice game and other games that we're going to mention as we go forward. These are published by uh, Motor City Games, Gameworks, I'm not sure what they call themselves, and then 25th Century Games. I played the heck out of this game. It is a two-sheet roll and write. And kind of you could you can put Hadrian's Wall kind of in with these games in a sense. You can really dig in and understand how one thing, one thing that you check off affects this other thing. And what are you building towards? We just had a review for Pioneer Days and we were talking about how clear it is that when you get rid of money, that means you're less able to protect your cattle. If a famine comes, these games aren't as clear as when I'm taking this benefit, what am I giving up? But part of the fun in playing them over and over again, being rolling rights, being sort of randomized is what is that path through this randomization where I can extract the most points? So I'm putting Dum Dum Fuego Fire. For yeah, three I mean, sisters. I think that's justified given how much you've played it. Fjord's a grail game. It's fine. I didn't like it at all. I played it with you. It just, I can't even remember exactly what it was. And I don't know that you remember the game. No, either. you said that I did some. Something mean, that kind mean, of. Thing. Yeah, I felt like I got kind of like blocked into a corner. Yeah, it had new art by Beth Sobel. This is another game that already existed and got like a reprint onto Kickstarter. So you know, check it out. It might've been better at different play counts. I don't think it was a two player only game. It just, it came in the door and went right back out. If your first game title is a wonderful world, it kind of sucks because you only have down to go from there. It's a wonderful kingdom. Well, you could have gone, it's a wonderful universe. You know what? I thought of that after I started and we were just, yeah, we were wonderful just solar system. And I, this is only a one to two player game. It kind of has these different campaigns, not really campaigns, like these different settings that you can do to play it. It's interesting. I didn't like it as much as I thought I would, but I also haven't played through all the content there. I'm leaving it at, eh, it's fine. I think it has the opportunity to maybe go a little higher, but if it doesn't, I don't know that I'm actually keeping Keeping it. it. No, no. Is the, is the, eh, it's fine, a proxy for what we're getting rid of? I, some of those things are what well, we already got rid of. So I think it is sort of a danger yeah. zone and there's different reasons for being an eh, it's fine, but yeah. But yeah, us keeping those blue games is a long shot. Yes. And they, they are the, they have a blue color on the, oh, yeah. on the sheet it's that I'm doing here. Yeah. Yes. Um, long shot. The dice game is dumb, dumb fuego fire. Yeah. You need to play delightful. it. You need to find it and give it a try. At least we really enjoy it. We've played it at, just about every different play count. I think we have played it literally at every play count. Oh, maybe it goes up to like eight though. Oh, we haven't played it at eight, but you should try to play it at eight. And yeah. then you should play it at nine and just make up some rules to make it work. Ah, uh, I think you need another copy of the game. 
I don't know that there's anything actually stopping kind of a, you. It was a dumb suggestion. Like there, you're trying to make it real. There was an original long shot game. The dice game doesn't like look the same as the original, but I love the artwork and approach they took with long shot the dice game. You're doing a little bit of horse track racing and betting, but it doesn't feel like a betting game because there's a lot of manipulation that you can do yeah. on the horses to like pull them backwards or stop them from going forwards or have them jump forwards. We played it both with people like us, real into board games and people that are newer into board games. And I think that it was successful enough that not only did it not scare them away, but since that time, they've only gotten more board games. Yeah, no, it's it's it's. I mean, dumb, dumb fuego fire. I'm going to say it correctly to... for this game. Dumb, dumb fuego fire. It's a little Boom. hard to teach because there's so much that interlocks. I'm going to give right. that caveat, but it kind of reminds you in that way of Three Sisters Fleet the Dice game. There's a lot that's interlocking, but it's far more interactive and not multiplayer solitaire like the other ones. Now, in case of emergency. Ice. Oh, wait, that's, oh, it's, that's not what it stands for? Um, this no, this is literal ice, and it's no surprise. This is the first game that we've gotten to that I have not received yet, meaning it's the longest in the past backed and having not been received. Um, Darwin's Journey was the other one. If, I don't know if we've even hit that yet. Yeah, you hit, we hit Darwin's Journey. So ice, it's no surprise that they have not been able to fulfill yet because the board is like this multi-layered thing where you're supposed to be going down into the ice and revealing what's below. Really cool concept. I'm sure an absolute nightmare to make. So much so that I'm pretty sure they started another campaign to help them finish this campaign. Oh, and it's an additional ice supplement. Now, I don't think I gave any more money to that. I might have at some point given them more money for shipping in general to help cover shipping costs, which went up from what their original estimate was. That might have been one of these games. Um, really nice artwork and those sort of supplementary things they were offering in this additional Kickstarter. That might be going on right now. It might not actually be on Kickstarter. So this is unplayed. I am interested to see it. I think you might be able to try a version on Tabletop Simulator. Tussie Mussie we've played. We have. This is this was an expansion collection, but kind of including the original Tussie Mussie. This is another button shy game. So once again, they usually allow you to pick up some of their other games at the same time, save on shipping. By Elizabeth Hargrave of Wingspan fame. This was made before Wingspan, though. And it's like... I pick you choose, I think. Yeah, I pick you choose with flowers. With flowers. And there is like this, um, what era is it? Victorian? I'm not sure. Where all the flowers have some like meaning. Because you could like send someone, I guess in the past, you could send someone a bouquet of flowers. And then it would also yeah. sort of be like a message. And that's that's cute. Now we barely even have the color system in, in active play. The color system yeah, in active like play. Yeah, like you can of, buy like oh. a red flower for love and like an orange yeah. flower for friendship or something I like that. I don't this. know if that's like still more prominent in other cultures, but in American culture, no, no not at get, all. You get Trader Joe's. get wildflowers. Get wildflowers for, you know, $5. Yeah. yeah, and it's great. So it's, um, a, it's a banger? But here's the thing. I oh, you don't like it? I don't really I like, like it. I think it's fine. And this is a more, I'm probably not going to get rid of it. And it's fine since you were asking that distinction. Yeah. This, I'm probably not going to get rid of it. But like in my heart, it's like, eh, it's fine. Yes. Don't forget the kittens. Isle of Cats, more importantly. This was a great Kickstarter. They made another one, uh, Raft to the Rescue or something. I didn't love the artwork as much. So I didn't back that one. But this Isle of Cats, it's like all of the Isle of Cats stuff and some comes in one big, very sturdy box. And it was the first game that I've ever gotten, maybe the only game I currently have that has a wood insert. It came with a wood insert. You had to put it together with like wood glue. 
It is fantastic. It took a long time. It enhances the rigidity of the box. So even though something like Everdell comes with complete game trays that hold everything, the box, when there's that wood format inside, still feels better. Doesn't feel like it's sagging under its own weight as much. The game itself, I don't like the game itself because people have been talking about Isle of Cats for a while. I just hadn't got it. I saw this big Kickstarter. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go for it. I think that it's a good little game. I know that physically it's not, doesn't match that, but I don't love it as much as I think it is loved, generally speaking. High amount of structure in the box is something that you do love. You might say like that, that it's a mechanical beast. Yes, Mechanical Beast is the next game. I feel like you're, again, you're nailing transitions, but sometimes I don't know if it's obvious that that's what you've done. So Mechanical well, that's Beast. That's your job is to pick oh, them up. that's my yeah. job. Yeah, and then okay. every time you like, yeah, it just. It's it, going great. Yeah. This was kind of a random pickup. Didn't really know a lot about it. It's not from a publisher I don't think that I know much about. We played it at the coffee house and it just is completely like brain melting as you're trying to get it done. You're trying to go into this mechanical beast and rescue people and get them out. But that is changing as you're in there. So you're trying like the paths are rearranging and yeah. you want that to kind of be to your benefit and not to your detriment as you work through and try to get your objectives. Yeah, it's a real Jonas and the whale kind of situation. That's not a transition. That's not the next No, game. that's not the next game because we haven't rated this one yet. I'm going to say this is a great game. It's a great. Yeah, I, I think it's a great game. I, I want to play this one more to really it's a little hard to man because it's all tile. The tiles are all laid out there. And as you have to shift things, Honestly, that's a little difficult. If you make an app, it's a banger. An app would be a banger. That is true. Yeah. Forest of Pangai. I barely remember playing this game. I don't remember I, it at all. I know we've played so it probably, once. Eh. I think that we have to, we probably have to say, eh, it's fine. And I think there's a lot of room for that to go back up. It's just that we played it maybe at the end of last year when it showed up. Yeah. It kind of gets confused with all the other tree games like Bosk, Evergreen. Well, I'm talking about literal like trees on the thing. Oh, and yeah. So Bosque, Momiji, um, Photosynthesis, all of these. It, it's kind of just somewhere lost in that. So we're going to put eh, it's fine for now until we can actually remember the game. It has really nice components like solid wood, really nicely made stuff. I think it would look like you just put it out on your table to admire it. Yeah, I, I, I think I don't remember it. Eh, it's fine. We should play it again. Villagers, Shifting Seasons. Now, going from the trees into Shifting Seasons, I really expected a stronger transition here, but that is fine. Villagers is another one, along with Streets, in that Sinister Fish line of games that come in the long card boxes. This was Shifting Seasons, so it was really an expansion. Villagers had previously been crowdfunded. And this is another one that comes with a little box of coins. It was sort of separate. It'll sort of, it'll fit in there. But it can be separate so you can use it with other games. And I've thought about doing that with between those, between the ones that come in Dead Reckoning and using these upgraded coins for other games. But then it's just like the sorting it back out, knowing whether you have the right denominations for this game, whether that's appropriate or not. I never actually end up doing it. Um, the ones that come in Villagers are wooden, like circle yeah. wooden tokens, very like cleanly and um, basically printed. They're not like ornate. The ones in Dead Reckoning are metal ornate and they are fantastic um so yeah villagers this was an opportunity to get all the villagers content and i went for it i would say for the game itself i think good little game i think it's a good place for those to yeah. sit in general i feel like every one of those games you're gonna call a good little game a good little that's game fine. That's, there's that's a good an, place to be. another one in the series coming up that i haven't played so we'll we'll see we'll see uh, i mean i think you're gonna murder the rating 
on this next one. There should be a dumb, dumb dumpster fire. Oh, du- so dumpster fire is bad. Fuego fire is good. That's what I think. I okay. think Assassin's Creed Valhalla or Log the Dice game would be dumb, dumb dumpster fire. Have you ever sold a game faster that you got on Kickstarter? Uh, the, have I ever sold a game faster that I got on Kickstarter? That is a good question. I think no, because I didn't even play it. I was so disappointed with the production quality. I thought of all of this. I, I have not every, but most uh, collector's editions for Assassin's Creed, the entire series from when it started as the video game. I think I was really coming to it with that mindset and I was coming to it with that level of expectation. I have the flags that they've made for the Assassin's Creed games, like full-size, regular, you could hang it outside flags for the different games. There are multiple of them. So I was, I'm kind of all in on the Assassin's Creed collector experience, except when they, it does not meet that production standard. So it just was a little more like your everyday board game. They had these uh, tokens that had some like words printed on the back. And it was like they had a cardboard sheet and put a sticker on that cardboard sheet and then cut out the tokens. And it just looked so bad. They weren't printed directly on there. It looked like an afterthought. A lot of the production of it just failed to meet expectations. They had tons of this game available at Gen Con one year and maybe every year until they managed to get, rid, they of managed to get rid of them. And maybe I think for a different person who's not trying to bring this big collector's edition thing to it and you want to physically play this game that was in the game, you're probably fine. Like you won't, not everyone is like me and has to be weirdly pretentious about how it came out. So it's probably fine, but for my purposes, eh. I, I would it's like... It's more eh than it's fine. It's more eh. That is true. So I, I think we're not allowed to use this tiering system without rating the Brothers Murph Season 5 more Murphs as Dumb Dumb Fuego Fire. It does feel like if your entire rating system is from them, you should honor them with Dumb Dumb Fuego Fire. Now, I want to still be objective that feels a different type of respectful to be Do you think objective. season five was a bad season i don't think season five was a bad season and i don't know why they really do it by seasons i don't think they kept doing it every year because of how long it took them to fulfill season five they made their own unmatched set at this time we didn't have any unmatched stuff we now have one one um we didn't back it at, at the unmatched level but what i did back was naming a shelf i backed naming a shelf in their board game collection so they put these little name tags name plates on all the shelves. So if, if you see you, Calico, if you see Calico in one of their videos, that is our shelf. Variant hex shelf. That's the variant hex shelf. And then also, um, this might've been not in the Kickstarter. I can't remember. But we're on Maybe the garage door. We're also on their garage door because their studio's in a garage. They moved not, not too long ago, but a little while ago. And uh, they put names of different backers on the door. And I think during a live stream, you could pick where you wanted your name to be. And I said, Put me under OG sponsor daddy restoration games. So if you're ever in the Brothers Murph studio, seems unlikely. I think they might have spelled variant hex wrong. I don't know that. They had a variant spelling. They had a variant spelling, a variant hex. Um, but I believe we're tucked right under restoration games near the center of their garage wall. So objectively, I have to, I think objectively, I would still say it's a banger. All right. And well, I think they're, they did all the art. Nick did all the art for the cards and, uh, Mike did the actual like text and ability on the cards. They worked a lot with restoration games. So, but I didn't, I didn't get that content. Like I didn't even, right. I didn't back that. So, you know, obviously nothing but respect for them, their system, what they do, 
I'm going to objectively say that it was a banger to be able to secure these spots. I thought it, thought it very generous and they're kind of like, this is one of the easiest things we can do. But I think those are better than try. I think it's better to do things like sponsor shelf, maybe then send you a dice tower that is made of cardboard, then send you uh yeah, dice towers or now, try to send you something. Cause it just makes it simpler. And I think, the effect is the same. If you were really hoping that we would have a Dum Dum Fuego Fire number 58 position on this list, going yeah. in reverse order. Going in reverse order. Wait no more. The 58th entry is Flamecraft. Yes, and we've been working from the oldest backed thing up to the present. So yeah, we're just about halfway through, but the second half is going to go a lot faster, all on play because they haven't been delivered yet. That's how Kickstarter works. Flamecraft is Dum Dum Fuego Fire. It is fantastic. It is absolutely one of the best games I've ever backed. It is immaculately produced. They added on, this is one of the, the games where they're like, what if what if we put in a plushie of all the cute little dinosaurs? What we should have got the plushie. We should have got the plushies. Like, I don't need it, but also I I don't have it now and I, I don't feel great about but, that. But in addition to it being adorable, like the game is an excellent game. Like the gameplay backs it up. The components the are beautiful. Backs the play mat. Some people were like, eh, I don't really like it. And I think they're wrong. And that's respect. We all get to have our opinions. I think that it is a very solid game. Um, You I kind of visit these different locations. New ones show up as you keep going. Are the dragons, the cute little dragons really free? Let's not get into it. I mean, I, I think not, people who don't like... It's a magical like, sharing time. Let's not get into that. I think the people who don't like Flamecraft should take a walk in the park. And they will be disappointed if they're anything like me from The Gardens, Take a Walk in the Park. It was themed in like the Australian gardens, and I think that's nice. There was also a dice game. I think that's great. This just totally fell flat for me. And it wasn't cheap. Aaron is seeing the price, which is also on this list that I'm doing. It's Australian dollars. I, I don't know. About and it. I don't know what the conversion rate is. So sometimes I can't tell you whether it was more or less expensive than that in USD. But I'm going to put eh, it's fine. We already got rid of it. I played it once and was just like, I, I don't think so. And it is kind of hard to get rid of those Kickstarter games because you have backed them. It is kind of this journey. And then to get it and not really like it is sort of like, OK. Are there more verdant pastures ahead? Uh, verdant. Ver is it verdant or verdant? Verdant. I, I, yeah. We're going to go with Verdant. Uh, that is in the same series as Calico, Cascadia from AEG and Flatout Games. They're always $30. I don't know how long they can keep that up. They're always very nicely produced. Like they have a cloth bags inside, nice thick cardboard tiles. And then this one maybe doesn't have tiles, at least not as many as the other two. You're like arranging house plants, getting them all into the right spot in your house. I don't know that I'm going to keep it. So it's got to be air. It's fine. Well, it's a good little game because we talked about before that sometimes a good oh, little game is game just not it. what I want to keep. I think it is a good little game. I don't think I don't think it's going to get nominated for a Spiel des Jahres. I think that consistent variant hex podcast listeners will heavily judge me. OK, because I'm about to criticize a pun like it's just not a good pun. Mon pun. Mo monstrosity, unusual suspect. Yeah, maybe monstrosity, unusual suspects. Um, this was a shut up and sit down collaboration with monstrosity from I think Deep Water Games, Deep River Games. Can't quite remember the publisher name. It has not delivered yet. I don't know why. It seems like it should have come quite a while ago. And it does look like the pledge level was, I want to believe. So I guess I wanted yeah. to believe that it would show up. I think it'll still be interesting. In Mondrosity, like one, I think it's one player sees a monster. And then kind of like police sketch artists, 
you're, everyone else is asking them questions about the monster and then trying to draw it. Pretty silly concept. It might be a fun one to play with uh, family. It has to show up, though. So I have to say unplayed for now, unfortunately. Skulls of Sedlik. This is another button shy. This was the expansion collection and reprint. So I believe it was previously produced. I uh, did get all the expansion collection. We've played this one. It's fun. I like oh, this. Yeah, it's it's very good. It has these cartoonish kind of skulls and you're just laying out cards. All of the button shy games come in a little wallet and they're by default 18 cards. But all these expansions keep adding cards to them. And you're laying out I mean, I think graves. I think it's a grave site, but don't worry about it. The skulls are cute. It's not like a horror at all. No. It feels more Day of the Dead yeah. than horror yeah, kind I of agree skulls. With that. Um, I would say, ooh, is it great game or is it a banger? It's such a small game to be a banger, but we shouldn't let size stop it from being no, a I banger. Mean, we 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 think very highly of it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And you know, it's getting we're almost halfway through this list, and I think yeah. it's time for some lunch. So let's steam up and get a feast of dim sum. I think I have to say good little game on this. I'm close to eh, it's fine. The components. It's so cute. The components are dumb dumb fuego fire. Well, yeah, without but, I mean, a that's, doubt. that's 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 not the game though. Without the game a doubt. Is that's not rubbish. the game. The actual game. I think it's just very lightweight. And so maybe in my head, there's this kind of mix match between a lightweight game that it's as big as it is with such premium components. It, it maybe somehow that feels like a mismatch. It is nice. I think um, we're used to more limiting games. Right. And so when you see the little dim sums and it spins, like it spins on the table, like I guess it, it could if you went out for dim sum, you think that it's going to be more limiting than it is like, oh, that's how they're restricting you. And then you're like, actually, I can kind of do whatever I want Just and grab everything I need. And you can't even do too much take that because of the way things show back up. So and that's fine. <laughs> you can just have a nice time. And maybe it's more like just sharing a meal and everyone ends up with a pretty okay meal and one person ends up with the best meal. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good little game. Yeah, I think to get the best dim sum, we should go on a voyage. Voyages is, I think, the first from, I might be getting the publisher wrong, Postmark Games. They've made other print and play, roll and write games that they release on Kickstarter for $5. This was the first one. I believe if you join their Discord, you can even get lots of fan-made expansions. They like made available the icon set and like graphic design uh, pieces that you need to make your own maps. And then people can like publish their own maps. So great community around this. I think that kind of print and play to be able to get a game for $5 and then have all this variety as well for basically $0 add on yeah. is great. Um, I, this is the first of many print and play roll and write games that I've backed. It is the only one so far that I have actually played been talking about working out a binder some better system to get these out of the digital realm into the physical space because even though i play stuff on board game arena and tabletop simulator i don't really want to play these physically but on my computer right because you know, i could like you know open some kind of app and like mark it off somehow on my screen so i want to get these actually into the physical world um it voyages reminds me of guild of merchant explorers quite a bit that came out a little later from aeg i would say I haven't really dived deep into it, though. So I think I'm going to say good little game. But that's knowing that I haven't really played all the content and that it was only $5. So $5 print and play good little game is yeah. pretty great. 
and we're we're noting the passage of time as we go to the second Dice Tower support that we've done, Dice Tower 2022. I'm putting them at a solid, great game. That's again, what you had 2021. Again, you have these options to pair together different promo packs that usually feature some reference to the Dice Tower, and that's fun. We have a Flamecraft has a the Spice Tower location in it. That's just a side note that I just remembered. I think I got less physical things from them this time than I did the last time. I would think that they're the standard, especially for just sheer quantity of reviews. If you want to see a review on something in a, you can find someone who's done something, but like there's a standardization and there's a regularity of what comes out of the dice tower that is a huge benefit to the hobby in the same way that board game geek is like this digital service that just provides for the support of the rest of the hobby in ways that maybe they're not really always getting paid back. I think the dice tower does that same thing. Yeah. And I think the dice tower you choose has a lot to do with your rolling heights. Rolling heights by AEG um, designed by John D. Clare Seems like too much of a gimmick, seems like not enough of a serious game. It comes in a full serious size square box, though, and it's really good. You're rolling meeples, that's the gimmick, into a little, they give you like a little dice tray, it's like a little box, and those work, they're workers, and how they land is whether they're ready to work or not, and you can push your luck to try to get them to work more. They might go on strike if you're pushing them too hard. It has a lot of connection to Cubitos, which is also made by John DeClaire and AEG, in that push your luck rolling kind of thing, but Rolling Heights feels like a more full strategic game than Cubitos. Yeah, and I think it was a risky implementation for the the Meeples, and it just absolutely works. Dum dum. Dum Dum Fuego Fire. Fire. Yeah. Floating floors. We are getting more solidly into things that have not been played or maybe even have not been delivered. Floating Floors has not been delivered. It's by like Guff Studios and then Stella, who shows up on Dice Tower sometimes, I think joined that. She also does Meeple University. It is like a little dexterity game. You can see a preview of it on Shut Up and Sit Down. They did like all these game previews, especially during the pandemic. And you're like ninjas and the floating floors are the platforms you're trying to move across and you're trying to set it up. So like your opponent will have a hard time like actually getting their piece not to fall off as they try mm, to sure. move it. So excited to see that one. The cover um, artwork is by... Uh, Who's the guy that does all the things that I like? And I wanted more of that artwork to be stretched into the rest of Floating Floors because the floors themselves didn't look quite as good as the, uh, the cover does. Still excited for the game. I think, it will, I think it will be solid. It's just a matter of does that dexterity part actually play out well or is it also a little gimmicky? Quan Chai Moria. Quan Chai Moria. Quan Chai Moria also, there was a shut up and sit down where they did uh, Mondrosity online and he was one of, they got like artists from board games to do the, to draw. Oh, the, nice. It was, it was super cute. Um, so yes, Quan Chai Moria is the uh, cover artist. I think, you know what? If not, I've just made up a really nice story that is completely untrue for Floating Floors. And I wanted the rest of the art of that game, the components to fit that a little bit more yeah. you shouldn't get too depressed if you have made up a story because otherwise you'll have a hard time with your wine management i don't i don't know that that one worked this is unplayed it's another roll and write print and play game so now, you've played the next roll and write motor city i have that is in the same line as fleet the dice game three sisters 
I don't know that I liked it as much as Three Sisters. I also haven't played it as much as Three Sisters. I think, ooh, this is this is a tough one to then give a rating to because I gave Three Sisters Dum Dum Fuego Fire, yeah. and I think that Motor City is solid, but I just don't know that it's different enough. It feels like another version of Three Sisters, maybe too much. I'm gonna put it just a great game. If I mm-hmm. never played Three Sisters, I might say Motor City's Dum Dum. Fuego Fire, and then Three Sisters is the only great game. So little, uh, there's room to grow there. There's room to go either direction. Illiterati. I'm so excited for this co-op word game. We, we have it. We it's have a cooperative it. survival word game from one to five players where spelling is only half the battle. I think it is going to be excellent. I think it's going to be pretty difficult, a little bit stressful. I think it is time that you're trying to do this. Oh. And it's like the Illiterati are trying to stop literacy i think and uh you're trying to use all these words to not do that i'm very excited for this this was one where aaron said well why don't we just play that now instead of doing this board game challenge and i said these are the arbitrary rules that i made for myself and i'm sticking to them so i have not played illiterati the components the production is perfect it is beautiful so very excited i think we should play it today but i believe i am still on that island alone Island Alone is another print-and-play, roll-and-write game that I have not played. Moving on. Morels. This is a independently published game. I got, like, the little... This was actually the 10th anniversary and the return of Morels 4A, which is an expansion. It's mostly a two-player game, but with the expansion and everything, you can play at different player counts. I got upgraded components. Like, one's a little actual frying pan, because otherwise it's just a card in the game. Uh, one is a little frying pan. Maybe they did have tokens for those. And then um, a twig. And it's actually like whittled. And I think the guy that makes the game whittled tiny little twigs. Yeah, I feel like there was a hand. There was a stamped note with a handwritten little thank you. It was delightful. It was delightful. Now, the actual like the rule book, things like that. Those are places where it does show that it's not like a big I feel like company. you're mostly upset that the morels aren't the best way to win the game. Oh, I didn't love that. No, um, but I think it is. I think it's it's definitely solid. So let's say that it's a good little game. I think we should uh, pick up the pace here as we head to the Autobahn. I don't know if I like this game or not. And that's why it's going to eh, it's fine. This is more of a needs further evaluation and it's fine. It's about the German roadways. It's more of a full-on Euro game. And sometimes with those, the first time you play through them, it's like you finish and then you're like, oh, I think I get it. Yeah. And I think that's where I was with this. Once I was done, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think if you played it more, you would end up in Flip Town on your assessment. I would end up in Flip Town. Now, Flip Town, this is meant to be a physical copy. I couldn't remember if this was some kind of print and play. Maybe they offered a print and play version and also a physical copy. I don't know when it's coming. The expected delivery was in the past. So this is unplayed. We'll uh, we'll have to see on that one. Now, I'm not here for the monstrosity pun, but of minds and men, I love. That is the roll and write edition. I don't know more about the other uh, edition. There's also an expansion we're going to hit on later. I have not played either of them. So more of these print and plays. It's just, it's so easy to be like, yeah, $5. That's less than a value meal. 
I mean, I really wish that the gig, the dice rolling jazz game was not next because the next one up is Stardust Coffee and I could have said it's less than a Stardust Coffee. But But we're going to hit the gig first. It looks great. It was, again, the estimated delivery. We can kind of see these now. And I think uh, Aaron might be seeing like, oh, yeah, we don't have that. That dates in the past. I'm sure it's on its way. I am excited for this one. The components looked really nice. Uh, the overall just design and setting of the game looked great. So anticipating that one, but unplayed. Coming in at Hong Kong, 259 Stardust Coffee. Yeah, don't don't remember how much money that was. I'm going to be honest. And that's really through Kickstarter. I found out that my credit card, it's like, oh, that's an international charge. We're charging you a few cents. And I almost think like, oh, I should a different credit card. And I'm like, I can't nah. get a different credit card to help me buy more Kickstarters. So sticking with it, Stardust Coffee, I got because Aaron loves coffee. And I thought, you know, why not? I'm out here buying board games. And it ended up being better than you thought. Well, we haven't played it yet, but it is in a very small box, but it feels like it's in a small box in the same way that like, like the, the choices they made for the components they have and the size of everything, it feels really balanced. I, all I've done is unbox it, but I was pleasantly surprised in the unboxing that my estimation of what I what I anticipate for the game went up a little bit as I just kind of sorted through everything that came. I'm excited to take a look at it. Yeah. Bog Chal. I think that I think this is definitely Bog Chal is definitely a good little game. It's the ancient game of Nepal, they've told me. This company um likes doing this thing, finding like actual traditional and maybe completely unlicensed games that they can then bring prominence to or sell without paying anybody else. I don't know decide what you think either way it does come in a nice little silk bag it's a little cloth um board with wooden tokens it's like tigers and goats and you're trying to like the tigers are trying to eat the goats and the goats are trying to like pin the tigers in um it's a it's a great little game and it's more of like a mancala style experience easy to learn hard to master yeah very simple rules very like no uh, very traditional components where you feel like yeah i could have just drawn this in the dirt and played the same game so it is nice to have an addition and it's very small like it's absolutely pocket sized even child's pocket sized game yeah i i think aqua is an unnecessary modifier for marine sure aquamarine is a print and play game as well roll and write i believe this is by the same people that did voyages i have good expectations for it we're gonna have an episode in the future where i have actually played all of these and talk about which ones are good or not and in that episode we'll also talk about copperdale and shoes tactics and the of minds and men the anger of the lost i still like the pun which are all of the subsequent ones on the list here and you know what i'm gonna actually pop up sunshine Sunshine city City. and just go ahead and say that one also is unplayed but aaron if you don't mind well now we're going back to the the row of cards games moon is the next in these streets yes and villagers Villagers line from sinister fish and yes i'm excited for this one am i just excited because it'll be another box that fits nicely with the other boxes maybe that might be all of it but I only know that it didn't arrive because the other two boxes do not have this next to them. And there's no way Kelly's oh. shelving them without, without no, putting them together. They're all going together. What kind of monster do you think I am? So, yeah, looking forward to Moon. It should be delivering soon because it was anticipated last month. But I really, I don't keep 
a super close eye on these. I try to make sure that I see the emails that say like, you have an action to take, but otherwise I just kind of let them exist. And then when it shows up, it's like tiny little board game Christmas where we'll get a package. I'm like, I'm not expecting anything. And I'm like, oh, it's a Kickstarter. And then Dead Reckoning, Letters of Marquet from AEG. That is an expansion for the existing Dead Reckoning. And you could have, at that point, gotten all of the old content if you didn't originally back it. And How close were we to buying a second set of those coins? Uh, I was going to say absolutely not. And then the noises I just made yeah, indicate seems... that, like, actually, I don't know. I, I could have maybe bought a second set of coins. I don't know that I didn't buy a second set of coins. You see how expensive the pledge was. I feel like, in a way, for me, who likes a complete connect collection, once I get one game, I'm sort of trapped and I think they know it. And I don't appreciate that that means, because there's probably people who bought the first Everdell, then bought every subsequent expansion, and then eventually bought the complete collection. Probably not a lot of people, but some people. It's, yeah, it's not zero. So, yeah, I haven't played that one yet. And um, we were going to have Big Games June, which then got pushed into Big Games July, which is now like, oh, I don't know what's happening in July. We're going to be gone a lot. So... If we go down in Davy Jones Locker for a dollar, what are you getting for a dollar in Davy Jones Locker? So you can do a thing on Kickstarter, um, not on every Kickstarter. You just get pledge manager access or you kind of like watch a project until oh, okay. it completes. So you can give a dollar and that's kind of a way of saying like, eh, maybe. And maybe that's all the money you have to give. Sometimes you can um, make that however much you want. And it's just like back it because you believe in it. And you just give them $10 to do something. Now, you I do like pirate games. I do like pirate games. I don't know that I'm really about a back it because you believe it uh, for board games as much. Because usually the uh, amount to actually bring them to fruition isn't that high. If they literally need your help. If it's not just a publisher using it as a pre-order system. And I think these people were local. So the pledge manager, I believe, is still open. They send me emails constantly to tell me that I have not done anything about it. But I don't know that I'm actually going to get anything. I think they're just going to get my dollar as a, you know, it up their backer number. Maybe it brought them a little more visibility. They are able to make the game. I think that's great. But I don't know that I actually want it. You're not going to dig into that one or dig and write? No, Baco Dig and Write. This is another roll and write print and play game that i haven't played so we can move right on along natureopolis a solo and cooperative countryside building game that is another button shy game it follows along with oh that one's here we have that one that is yeah. here we do have that one sprawlopolis uh agropolis they've also done combopolis tons of expansion for this and i believe that you can also put natureopolis in with all these games and have like one big table sprawling situation um but the nature one it's more nature focused. The sprawl was originally city. The Agropolis was more like farmland, uh, rural areas. So I uh, haven't played it yet, though. So I still have to mark it as unplayed. Unplayed. Now, the next one is unplayed, but I think you're going to mark it as eh, it's fine just because you hate the packaging. <laughs> it, Chicken, your new favorite dice game. Very. I mean, they're making a lot of assumptions here. It comes in a cute container. A cylindrical container but not a useful cylindrical container um i don't think cylindrical is the right form factor to put a board game in ever now i think it does have like a cloth mat i do like a cloth mat bringing down a box size that's neat to be able to roll it fold it what have you but it came with extra components that were bigger than the entire actual box size i don't know why in the kickstarter and hey maybe i missed it i don't know why there wasn't an option for a box for it it has cute artwork, like very distinctive artwork as well. 
it would look great on a regular size box on my shelf. Judging by all of the print and plays that you have not played yeah. on the list so far, it seems like these folks are trying to get into your heart because they are calling themselves fit to print. They are a super cute uh, anthropomorphized uh, group of forest critters who are making a newspaper in the past. So the fit to print is like you are fitting things onto your newspaper page in like a tile laying setting game. game. It's soup. It looks super cute. It is another AEG and flat out games game. I'm pretty sure even though it doesn't follow in that heavy nature theme as right. the other ones. So I believe it will be stacked right on top of Calico Cascadia and Verdant when it does show up. I believe that one is coming pretty soon. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm excited for it. Speaking of stacking, if you had fun bricks, you could stack those up. So this is a series of games. It is five different games that have like, I think all dexterity elements. Um, there are these like really slim boxes. This is another one where I'm probably going to get them all and be like, why couldn't you put this together in one box? Because that seems to be my common complaint. Uh, Mike Delicio on Dice Tower, I believe, is the one who kind of went in on these. And I think it's the Viking seesaw that he really likes. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. They came from Japan, so there was just a little more expense than I'm uh, super excited about because of just the shipping of it. There have been other games that look great from Japan that I'm just like, I got to wait till somebody else brings that here because I just don't want to pay as much for the game as the shipping. I'm giving this one a try, though. Now, the renovations do fit in the Colossus box. Yeah, Castles of Mad King Ludwig, the renovations and second edition. I think this is another situation just like AEG's Dead Reckoning where it was on Kickstarter and now there's an expansion and you can get the original Kickstarter content uh, big box as well as the expansion. I'm just getting the expansion. Again, it's like they have me trapped because I've already shown that I'll pay too much money for the things they're making that are ultimately a box full of cardboard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Another expansion is next on the list. Ducks in Toe, the Bugs and Slugs. This one I'm more excited about. This was a project that was canceled once and they relaunched it. It's going to fix uh, one of the complaints about Ducks in Toe, which is that the little ducks didn't fit into the little toe sleds that yeah. would go. So you have a you have your character in this little clear plastic sled that will hold the individual pieces, uh, the little ducks as you move them around and they they wouldn't fit in before. So I believe they fixed that. And it's an expansion with a little more content. We had one small expansion that we got at Gen Con for Ducks in Tow as well. I think people overlook this because it definitely looks like it could be a preschooler game just because of how rounded the font is and how approachable the art is. No, it's a big, it's a, it's a heady game. It would work well in the kids table board game line of serious games for casual players and casual games for serious players, but it gets a little bit serious yeah. even for, even for us. All right, we're moving on to God's Forge and expansions. The uh, the Dragon Gods and Great We marked the other one that's unplayed, Ducks and Toe. We haven't played the expansion. We haven't played the expansion. And God's Forge the, and the expansion, we've played God's Forge. And I didn't like about the expansions that they changed the components. I like the gold ones, um, but I don't know if that was the reason or it just doesn't hold up very well. Maybe like after a lot of plays, it flakes off. I don't. I don't really know. I don't really know. But they have a different look to them now. And I couldn't decide how I wanted to remedy the fact that the expansions were going to have a different look than the original and what I was going to keep and what I was not. So I got the original game and the expansions and I have an original game at home and I'm going to get them both side by side and decide 
which one I'm getting rid of. You're going to shake that city. I'm going to shake that city, which is a different game from AEG. It has been delivered. It came with too much stuff that wasn't exactly great. I don't have a lot of faith in the, it's not a dice tower. It reminds you of the Camel Cup, the original cardboard uh, pyramid that came with it they later made that pyramid plastic i'm not saying we need more plastic but i don't know that i'm feeling too excited yeah mechanical cardboard is a bad idea mechanical cardboard is a tough idea i haven't actually played the game i mess with it a little bit and uh even in the book i think it says like maybe they don't all come out and i don't know how i feel about that because you could have just drawn out a number of them from a bag i don't know we'll see i haven't even actually played it yet yeah i feel like it's empire's end you feel like it's the Empire's End. Okay, Empire's it's End. It's not, we have 20 left. This is actually like a bigger game. Not huge, but probably feels a little bigger than Shake That City. You are dealing with the end of an empire and kind of coming from greatness, falling from that. How do you manage an empire that's ending? Seems like a really interesting idea. I believe Quan Chai Moria does the art on this as well. And maybe it was, I don't know if it was John DeClaire. I feel like it's another um, designer that I'm pretty familiar with for this game. So interested in that, it was a little pricey. You know, a great way to end an empire, have a Mad King. Uh, Blueprints of Mad King Ludwig. So this is the third, if you're keeping track, Mad King Ludwig property that I have backed on Kickstarter. This time it's a flip and sketch strategy game. So effectively a roll and write, but it's using cards. It has not even sort of been delivered. It's not coming till next year. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of a sucker for it. I, I, it's just like, I don't, I think in general with Kickstarter, I am kind of in the point where it's like, boy, you guys sure do keep making games. And maybe that's me also settling down, slowing down a little on my game acquisition and settling into having bought the things that I really like. Roll and rock, rock and write. That's two. That is two. They are both unplayed. They are both roll and write, print and play games. Oh, look, it's 99. I know there's one that says two messages. It's 99. There was a row missing. So we're at 99. Mm. I'm not saying I got to back something real quick, but don't let's let's just move on. Let's go to Point City deep. Let's take a deep dive here and not back on Kickstarter. Yeah, this, of course, we're all in the games now that um, I believe I don't know if we're going to hit another one that's actually been delivered. This is from AEG. It's smaller than the Cascadia Verdant types of games. Point City is a successor to Point Salad, I'm pretty sure. But it makes me think of Happy City, which is from Game Right. It's a different thing. And then Deep Dive. Seems like it's a successor to Deep Sea Adventure. That's from a different publisher, Oint Games. So both of these remind me of other things. And we're going to see how that goes. Speaking of going, let's go to Japan. Let's go to Japan from AEG. I am pumped for this one. I think this is my most anticipated Kickstarter that I have yet to receive. The designer was going to go to Japan. And then the pandemic happened and he was like, what am I going to do with all this research? And he made a game about planning a trip to Japan. It looks great i'm very excited for it well and i I think with the title of let's go it's possible that they're going to be doing more things so we might have some wanderlust and discover the world (laughs) that was a really good transition yeah let's go it's like let's go exclamation point to japan so yes anywhere in the world we go wanderlust i don't know that i'll actually like this game and you know sometimes that happens this was one that just pushed over the edge for me that i thought you know what i'll back it i'll see how it goes so That one is still unplayed, still waiting to receive it. Project L, uh, reprint plus a new expansion. 
this like is a barely backed because I only backed the newest little part of the expansion. But this company, I maybe late pledged it. I don't know if the original was on GameFound by Borcubator or not, but the company kind of went under for a little bit. So I had my copy, but then it was hard to get another copy because they were kind of going through some tough times. They came back with this Kickstarter and as very successful as far as I know. So I didn't have much to back because they didn't actually add too much new content, but I did get the new expansion. The Royal Limited. This is another button shy game. Got some other little button shy expansions along with it when I ordered it. Another wallet game. I have all of them sitting in a little wood container, like all kind of lined up. And the only thing that I'm worried about is that that container is getting kind of full. You're going to need a bigger box. Yes. For the Pantheon of button shy games. Yes. Santorini Co-op and Deluxe Pantheon Edition. We've discovered that maybe neither of us really love Santorini, which is interesting to have backed it, but it does have a co-op option now. It is a very nicely produced special edition. Um, I think that the standard game is still good. It's kind of, it's another two-player, very classic game where you're just trying to vie for position on a board. Yeah, essentially. I'm looking forward to a co-op version. I don't like the way the game plays versus. Yeah, and there's a lot of extra content. I don't know that we always play where you have like these individual powers. I think that maybe helps the variety, helps that game along. Um, The co-op bit, I think, is a book that like has pages you flip. So I think it's sort of resettable, but lets you go through these different challenges. Yeah, I think that's going to be delightful. Now, we've been marking all the things that we have not received or have not played as unplayed. Yes, we're not giving them a ranking on the tier list system. I would like to make an exception for Clank Legacy 2, Acquisitions Incorporated, Darkest Magic, Dum Dum Fuego Fire! Yes, and I will concede. (laughs) I didn't know what we were pausing for, and turns out that. Um, I will concede to give this one a ranking because... I blind backed it the first time I've ever used. I don't even know that's a term, but I heard it existed, went on Kickstarter, backed it, left. Didn't even look at the campaign. Didn't care. Scrolled down to the bottom and was like, what is the biggest backing thing? Click. So it will be very interesting to see. It's all a surprise to me. Jason also backed it and he's been following the campaign a little more. I think he backs less things in general. And he was trying to give me updates on like, oh, well, you know, it said that this thing got unlocked and now we're going to get this stuff. And I was like, Cool. Sure. Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, Very excited. And I told you about it. And then I'd say every couple weeks you've asked me like, so when's that coming? And the answer is a year from now. It's a long, usually, I think a year is pretty standard. Every once in a while, things come faster than that because they're already produced. And we've talked about some that took over two years. Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to fill my time. Maybe I'll pick up a paperback or two. Yeah, paperback, 10th anniversary and typewriter. This one is basically compliments of Ruel. And that's not because he got it for me, but because I, he just kept talking about it. And I don't know that I really like this kind of word game that much, but his enthusiasm for it made me say, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to try it. I'm sure it's fine. Ruel likes it. It's still unplayed. It is still unplayed. You can play this one right now. And they, I think actually like literally right now, it won't be by the time I get this edited and posted, but they've, they've been doing like the app is free. Cause you can also play these games as apps. You could try that out. I think it'll be, we'll see. I think it'll be fun. It's, I've always been on the fence about actually buying it and giving it a try. So this 10th anniversary was an opportunity for me to just go for it and see what happens. 
Milkman, a dairy legend. I mean, a legend. I got so excited for the pun, I messed it up. Milkman, a legendary dice and delivery game. It was only $30. I like dice and delivery, and it had really cute 1950s style art, and those are all the things that I need to back it, so I did. There you go. You might have heard of a kingdom. Did you know there were also chiefdoms? A worker placement roll and write game. This one, along with Uncharted Stars, the next one on the list, are both print and play roll and write games to be discussed in a future episode where I have a really cool binder that I've made with all of them in it. Maybe we could go to the French Quarter and play those games. Yes, it won't be in the binder, though, because this is in the same line as Fleet the Dice Game, Three Sisters, Motor City, and now French Quarter. It's going to be, I believe, a two-sheet. This was pretty close to a blind back as well, actually, if I'm being honest. I think it's going to be another two-sheet roll-and-write game from those same designers from that same company, this time set in the French Quarter of New Orleans. Yeah, they, they, they keep taking our money. You might say that that studio has a blueprint for a good game. Yeah, the Blueprint Studio is another print and play roll and write. Really, the rest of the ones we're going to talk about are. Uh, Blueprint Studio, though, seems suspiciously close to floor plan. It uh, was still only $5, but it was in pesos, I think. Yeah, um, it, so it was MX. I'm guessing that means pesos. 126 but I believe that worked out to about $5. Roll on the range. Yeah, another print and play roll and write. It's going to go in the binder. There's another game that was a pretty popular print and play that I think had a similar range kind of theme. And now I'm wondering, are they related or not? I, I don't know. I have no idea. And I think as we reach the end, your Kickstarter approach is going to be different. So really, we've come to a new waypoint. Yes, you have worked in the final pun that you are obligated to as a transition. This one, I believe, is in the same line as Aquamarine and Voyages of that print and play roll and write. A lot of community support there as well. I'm not sure how that will look for waypoints. This one, I don't even know if it's actually finished. It might that project might even still be active. active. Well, I'm not exactly sure. So I, I think we've come to the end. Yes. 99. There's going to be 100. 99. There's going to be 100. We know yeah. there's going to be 100. In the outro, the I think I'm going to say, I have some that are projects that are saved that just haven't finished. So I will probably pick one of those and mention it in the outro to get a clean, a clean 100, a and we, clean even number here. We've kind of hinted at our categorical winners, but we're going to ask, true. we're going to have a few categorical questions and just do a nice little recap. So uh-huh. the Kickstarter not yet arrived that you're most excited to receive. That is Let's Go to Japan. Absolutely. And, and I think you. for me, it's Clank. It's Clank Legacy 2. Full, yes. full, full stop. Full yeah. stop. Actually, it's an exclamation point, but full stop. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. All right. The best game. Actually, let's 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 finish with the best game. The worst Kickstarter game. I think it would have to be Assassin's Creed Orlog, the dice game. It's the one that I didn't even play and just got rid of. I was so disappointed upon opening the box. And it's not really fair to compare it to independently developed board games when this one was from inside of a video game yeah i think it's component expectation bias i think you had yeah. such high hopes for it i and, and have you they seen the metal coins for selling you again dead reckoning I, I i have that's that's what i'm looking for that sounds uh, hard to achieve yeah hard to achieve yeah only one game on the entire list has reached that status but what was the your least favorite oh i, I didn't have a least favorite Okay, I guess you have that right. Yeah, I mean, this, the Kickstarter is primarily a Kelly endeavor. I just, uh-huh. they show up and I play them with you. So what's your favorite? 
Oh, my favorite? I didn't have a favorite either. Yeah, you did. Did I have a favorite? I think so. Oh, I mean, my, my favorite Kickstarter game is Flamecraft. That you see, yes, 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 yes. Most times you see an adorable game, it's just not a good game. Like you're like, oh, right, you've made just cute, cute they trinkets. They spent all the time. You spend all your time doing that. Yeah. Flamecraft, very Still playable, the game. Yeah. very replayable, all very the, engaging. Uh, and not only was the art cute, all of the actual component quality, the production quality was very high. And I feel like there's still a lot of replay value because those different locations change. The order the cards kind of come out changes. I feel like it's enjoyable to play every time. Now, and I think before Kelly makes her decision about which is the dumb, dumbest Fuego Fire, we should read the dumb, dumb Fuego Fires. I am going to read back through them. I'm going to leave out um, the honorary dumb, dumb Fuego Fire of Clank Legacy and say that Rolling Heights, Flamecraft, Long Shot the Dice Game, Three Sisters, Death Valley, Castles of Mad King Ludwig Collector's Edition, and Fantastic Factories all got the dum dum fuego fire top ranking on the tier list and i am going to abstain i'm not picking a favorite one it's too hard every time i look at one i think oh but what about this one they're all kind of serving different needs it's it's an honor just to be nominated sort of situation in a way that no one is actually getting the award from me dislike you say dislike yeah (laughs) we need to have a winner uh well you know maybe the winner will be the 100th game we back Stay maybe, tuned for the next 30 seconds. Maybe it will. I, I think you should probably just sit with that disappointment and enjoy how many great Kickstarter games we have. And I think all of those, now hold on, I think all of those have gotten regular production, like mass oh. production. So there, I do not have a favorite Kickstarter game that didn't get to mass production. So there's something to be said about that. That right. it's, it's fun to back things on Kickstarter. It's fun to kind of be first- Maybe you will get some exclusives. I don't even know that for those, any of the Kickstarter exclusives were so great. Flamecraft had some pretty good ones, but they they don't actually change the game because you had wooden or metal tokens, even if they are the best metal tokens you've ever had. It doesn't actually change the gameplay. Um, And a lot of times board game stores will, there'll be a retailer pledge and they'll be able to back a number of copies so you might find that a local game store of yours is backing things on kickstarter that saves you huge on the shipping cost because they've already done that and then instead of paying that shipping cost i mean to basically no one because it's not like the companies themselves get that shipping cost either you can support your game store you'll probably see something else while you're in there that you want to get if you can kind of take that route i think that that's possibly the best way to approach it not everyone is going to have a game store near them that backs Kickstarters, but if you see one there, chances are it's a thing they do regularly. So that's definitely something but I keep an eye out for. All that notwithstanding, yeah. if you want to play a Kickstarter game mm-hmm. that has reached dumb, dumb, fuego, fuego fire, fire levels. levels, according to Variant Hex, rating system borrowed from Brothers Murph, yes. you probably can just wait because it's going to go to production. You can just wait. And at a, maybe even at a convention, you might be able to stag some of that extra Kickstarter content even outside of your and if it's an assassin's creed valhalla one you can just buy it from kelly just don't no mine's gone Ah. don't buy it thank you so much for listening to episode 107 be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop you can follow us on instagram twitter and twitch at variant hex we have a website and a blog at variant and you can email us at podcast at variant 
The 100th project that I backed on Kickstarter is Stone Spine Architects. This comes from Thunderbolt Games and fits into the role player universe. It's a card crafting game for one to five players, and you can add a mini expansion for cartographers to your pledge. This episode was a little bit cursed. We recorded it multiple times. Our power went out one time. Our memory card was full another time. The microphones didn't work properly another time. And then we also realized we didn't even have 100 games. So glad to have this one in the books. It slowed down our production schedule a little bit. And that's why the next episode will be the game of the month for June. A little bit late, but hopefully worth the wait. If you're listening to these in reverse, you have 106 more episodes headed your way. The next one being a review of Bosk, a good little game about growing trees and spreading leaves. I think there's a grammatical error in my intro for that one. And you probably wouldn't have noticed unless I said it. So pretend like I didn't. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Mm -hmm.